came a long way. That's what the songs say. And I could do all things. I could do all things. Yeah, I could do all things. Yeah, yeah. We came a long way. That's what the songs say. And I could do all Hey, what's up? What's going on? And welcome to the Be Real Podcast, where we keep it real on social issues, history, news, faith, and everything in between. It's your one-stop podcast with thought-provoking talk and real content. Now, it's time to get real with your host, Brandon Mosley. Hey, what's going on? No more tell you. Swag out. Yeah, yeah. And that's the song say. And I can do all things. Yeah, yeah. And that's what the song say. And I can do all things. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's what the song say. What is going on? It's been a long time. Oh my goodness. It's been forever, guys. I've missed you all. Um, so yeah, man, what's going on? What's going on? You're probably thinking, where have you been? You was giving us nonstop episodes every week, then just what happened? So a lot has happened. A lot. And we're gonna get into it. We're gonna talk about what's going on in my life. Um and kind of uh, unpack some things. And I promise I'm going to come back with some more episodes. May not be every week, but I'm thinking like every other week um, going through it because there's lots happening in the world, a lot of uh, history, a lot of policy, um, just everything that, that that's in our wheelhouse for this show. But um, I'm Brandon Mosley. I am your host of the Be Real podcast, and I am back I am back. Go ahead and give it up for your guy one time. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir, that guy. Um, so welcome, 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 welcome. Um, so a lot's been happening in my life. First, um, we have a puppy in the household now. I have a puppy. He's a uh, Labradoodle. Um, he's about three months, almost three months. He's a handful. His name's Blue. Um for a couple of reasons, blue one, because every male in the household name starts with B like mine, Brandon. Um, secondly, we name him blue because we're going to hopefully flip a red district blue because I'm running for Congress. Yes, I am running for Congress. I'm running for the 42nd district of California, Southwest Riverside County. That's why I have not been able to do the podcast as much as I like. I'm going to kind of tell you guys what's going on behind the scenes and what everything looks like and my whys and all that good stuff. I promise you that that will be happening. Um, I will, though, like to tell you a story. As you guys know, before we get into any episode, I like to tell a story, of course. And the story I would like to tell you is about my first like official job. When I say my official job, I worked as a kid, you know, working at a barbershop, but I'm not counting as an official shop, uh, official job. No, I did not cut, cut hair. I was a kid that was sweeping up hair and running errands when I was like seven, eighth grade. Uh, pretty good pay, by the way. But my very first real job was at a place called Starcrest. Um, Starcrest, we used to joke about how horrible the job was. Um, so I came in 
I remember my my father. I, I turned sixteen, and I said, "I want a job." My dad said, "Yeah, you should get a job." I said, "I think you're right." And I said, "Hey, man, can you take me down to see about this job?" His reply was, "No, but I know a really good bus stop that you can <laughs> that you can actually uh, go to, and it, it will take you all the way down there." And and mind you, um, I lived quite a distance from this said job um starcraft uh, uh, it was fairly fairly far i'm gonna live a couple miles from the bus stop so i walked to the bus stop didn't even get a ride to the bus stop y'all i feel like one of these old timers that tell the story back in my day i had to walk miles yeah i really did walked a couple miles to the bus stop got on the bus you know i had a button down shirt some jeans on and um I was like, I'm going to get this job. I put in the res- in the application, no resume, then it didn't need a resume. They interviewed me on the spot. I said, wow, okay, they interviewed me on the spot. I always thought I was pretty good at interviewing, and this is my first, like, official interview. And I got the job. I, I felt like I knocked it out of the park, right? I felt so amazing. Like, hey, I got the job on my first try. Do you hear me? My first try. I got the job, you know? And they started showing me around everything. Um, didn't exactly tell me what the job was just yet. Um, and I, I I soon found out that many people got the job on the very first interview on the same day they put in a application. Right? You just have to be willing to wait for about an hour before. So I get the job. They show me around the building. And come to find out the job is with Starcrest where they have uh, a lot of mail order. So, like, you know, send out those magazines and elderly people will call and order to their heart content normally. Um, and you have you had two sections. You had people who worked in the warehouse who got everything packed and sent out and those who picked up the phones there upstairs. You also had data people and stuff as well. But I happen to be in the phone center. OK. And I had my own little headset had my little own little desk area. And you have to have to, you just have to write down people orders at first. Then they finally started using computers. Like it was computers from like 1984. I swear to you. Um, I might have been on the original Apple. I I, I don't know. I might have been. Um, it was bad though. But we were doing it, and it was nonstop. Like literally, you can hear rings going. Hear different rings going. Stop nonstop. Like honestly, you could just hear them just ringing like out of nowhere, everywhere like that. And I have to say, hi, this is Brandon. And whatever the name of the company, it was like five different companies they were doing. Right. And I would literally just take orders all day. I mean, like eight to 12 hours a day on the weekends. And I think I, I want to say minimum wage was like, it wasn't even, my God, was it six dollars yet? I don't even think it was six dollars. It was like five seventy five or something like that. I don't know. My checks were like under two hundred dollars for every two weeks. It was horrible. That was my first job, and all this would make sense when I tell you what I'm doing while running for office. So, with that being said, this episode is going to be all about. The inner life of a candidate. What it really looks like. So with that being said, hold tight and enjoy this episode. 
We are. So first question people always ask me, like, why? Why would you do that? Why would you run for office? I've had people who've told me, like, wow, you, you know, that's crazy. Like, you might be crazy to do this. Um, and not crazy because it's impossible. Not crazy because um, it's difficult. Crazy because you put yourself in a position where um, you're going to be judged. Simply, right? I mean, at the end of the day, people go out and vote for you, and that's their decision on how they feel about you, right? Everything you do, everything you say, what you don't say, right? Um, people will judge, right? Even if they've never met you or had a conversation with you or even met anyone who've met you, any of those things, they're going to clearly judge. Um, you kind of put your whole life out there um, for people to take a, a full view of and criticize or give uh, unsolicited advice. Um, but that's a part of it, and that's okay. I'm fine with it. Um, I signed up for it, right? And I know I knew what I was getting myself into. But my biggest why has always been service, right? Um, if you guys know or have been listening, you know I, I started preaching at the age of six, um, came up in the church and it's always been about people like loving on people, compassion. And that's why I was why I became a teacher. Right. I wanted to do more greater than I want to do. I wanted to do something greater than just making money. I wanted to impact people's lives. I wanted to see change. Right. I wanted to be about part of that change. And, 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 and the biggest thing is I've been taking a step back, just looking and I see the working class people, um, in America, they could feel the odds stacked up against them. And it's it's clear that we need people who have the working class in mind when they make decisions, right? When they vote, when they when they push for policy. Because millionaires cannot make decisions for working class people. It's been proven over and over and over again. Um, I want to be a part of fighting for that person who's um, working towards that American dream, but seemingly everything is against them, right? From the zip code that they're born in, from who their parents may be, the way they look, the way they believe, the way they love has counted against them to a point where it's almost to them hopeless to dream, right? That has to stop. That cannot be the case any longer. Um, your zip code shouldn't decide your destiny, shouldn't decide the type of education you receive. It shouldn't decide the life you live, the opportunities you, you, you receive, or the way you're treated by the police. You, you, you understand, hopefully, what I mean by that. Um, and in all reality, we have too many people looking for positions for power, for money, for their own personal gain. And, our and with that being said, I think my biggest why has to be people. I want to see everyone win. I want to see everyone have an opportunity to win, to be able to have um, home ownership, to be able to get their 
education, if it's a college degree, if it's a trade, um, I want to see that happen. Right. Um, but we see in places like Riverside County, the poverty level is higher than the national rate. We see in certain areas in Riverside County, um, you're not receiving the same education everywhere. We see job opportunities, right? The cost of living through the roof, roof, I'm sorry. And your paychecks are stagnant. Cost of owning a home and renting is almost unattainable for people where literally they're one check away from being homeless, right? And I can't sit back and continue to tell my students that someone's going to come and fight for you or you got to be an advocate and go out there and I'm not doing it. Right. And and I have been to a certain extent, but it's, it's now to a point where it's time to um, take it to another level. Right. And after seeing what happened on January 6th, it just took me to a different, a different mindset. Um, being someone who interned on Capitol Hill and and having reverence for the Hill because all the history and that's the seat of our democracy, you know, um, living, breathing, working right there. And just to know my representative, Ken Calvert, um, played a hand in peddling the big lie that sparked January 6th. He signed on to the brief. Uh, out of Texas, he voted to 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 not recognize a free and fair election. And that was enough was enough. Right. And that's not counting all the other things from trying to dismantle health care, the affordable health care, trying to suppress voting trying to um, prevent aid to come after this pandemic, trying to stop an infrastructure bill. I mean, trying to prevent um, the, the, the growth or the, just the strengthening of unions. Um, the list goes on, right? And the biggest I, I, I guess um, Bill that he that he is proud of is e-verified from the '90s. So the guy hasn't done anything right but change post office um, names, right? So it was just it was time and I for change, and I truly feel that I can do it. I can win, right? The demographics are showing it. Redistricting looks like it can happen, and I know he feels it too. He feels it because after I announced on, on May 3rd, I announced on May 3rd, I had, I think I had a really cool video and I'll tell you guys about me filming the video in a second. All of a sudden he start campaigning like crazy. A, a safe incumbent doesn't go out that crazy. They don't call out Devin Nunes to come out and, and campaign for him and fundraise for him. You don't call out Kevin McCarthy to give you money, Right. You don't hit every single pack you can to get a double maximum out. 
sent to you. You don't do that. Right. If you're a safe incumbent, um, you don't reply to the Democrat who was able to get a nice spread on in the press enterprise. I'll put the link out there. Hopefully, if I can find it in the notes, you don't do that. Right. And that's what he's been doing. Um, so that's that's part of my why. Um, there's so much more, but that, that that's it's a big part of my why. Um, and I think it's kind of clear. I mean, we've had success being in seven weeks we, or six, seven weeks where I actually was able to raise more than anyone else who ran against them so far in the first quarter. Um, and they're in your first launch quarter. So that, that was big for me. And I, I'm super excited. So many people have been asking me one thing, like, what is it really like? And a lot of times we have like in our mind, like the movies, right? That it's speeches, kissing babies, shaking hands. And don't get me wrong. I, I, I've I gave, uh, you know, a few speeches here and there, um, hugged. I don't think I hugged, not hugged. What I'm talking about. I don't think I even kissed it. I didn't kiss a baby like, other than my sons. Uh, but I, I've shaken some hands, you know, the good stuff, right? But most of it is not that. Most of the job is very similar to StarCrest. Remember StarCrest, the story I told in the beginning on the phones? Yeah, on the phones. I'm literally, understand this, I'm working summer school, so I teach summer school. So here's my schedule. I wake up about 5 a.m., maybe 5.30, right? Get ready, head out to work. I get to work about 7 a.m. And I teach from 7.30 to 2 p.m., okay? Um, after that, and I've been doing that, doing this for the last, you know, I don't, month or so since, since June. Uh, after that, I rush home. I mean, I run to the parking lot. When I say I run to the parking lot, I, I, I am literally running. Uh, me and another teacher, we kind of race. It's pretty funny. I normally win. And so I'm out in my car, leaving the parking lot at 201. Bell rings at 2 o'clock. Okay. Mind you, I've, I've done all my grading and stuff like that. I, I find spaces like either during my lunch period or what have you to, to grade. Yes, yeah, during my lunch. And... I get home about 2.30. I spend about 30 minutes with my kids. 30 whole minutes with my kids and my wife. Um, talk about my day and how their day was, was. I'm sorry. And at 3 o'clock, I get on the phone and make calls all day. Make calls to donors trying to hopefully um, find financial support. Um, or a bunch of or other people locally, right? So I do that from three to eight p.m. Okay. So when I tell people I don't have time and I'm busy, I promise you, I really mean uh, those words because the bulk of the time right now and what I've been doing. It's just that making calls. I mean, literally a hundred call calls or more a day, right? So the the tough part is 
is um, not being able to do everything you want to right in a campaign the way you the way you envision it coming in right I envisioned that I was going to be able to be on social media a lot or um, you know just be out there in the streets every day and reality is that's not the case where on the weekends I am out if there's an event I'm there um, if I can of course if I don't have other things set up meetings right outside of those 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 the parameters those hours like I could have a lunch meeting doing with on zoom I could have a coffee in the morning right before work sometimes um or the day that we don't do phones right like a Saturday if I'm not doing phones which some Saturdays I don't some Saturdays I do I'm going to an event or I'm or a heavy event myself that I'm doing right so unfortunately I'm not on like social media right at all and when I'm around my wife um her rule is put your phone down bro <laughs> what are you doing all right, so I, I, I think leave it, leave it, leave it alone. Um, to spend time with my wife and my kids, sneak those, um, those days where if, if it's a, that Saturday, or if it's a slow time and I, I can kind of relax with them. I'm, I'm gonna go do something with them. I'm gonna be with them. Um, and the crazy thing is, we're not even gearing up yet. It's still super early, so. It takes a lot of effort, a lot of time, and you have to be okay with like giving your life up. You have to be okay with that, and your spouse has to be okay with that. Um, and before I ran, I, we had this conversation, and we kind of knew what 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 I was walking into. Um, luckily, I was able to like you know ask some people, and of course, do do some research and realize that. It's going to be a lot of grind, a lot of, you know, being okay with losing a fraction of your time in your life for the greater good. That's the sacrifice, right? That it's not about the glitz or glamour. It's not about, you know, becoming popular or empowering yourself or money, any of those things. Because if it's about those things, you're, you're in it for the wrong reason. So for me, I mean, with all that being said, every single moment with my wife and my my sons are are precious moments. Like they're 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 fleeting moments that I have to give them a hundred and ten percent of my time. So I have gotten better and, and, and kind of forced myself to like put the phone away, right? And not focus on the campaign or any of that. When I'm with them, when it's when it's our time, because I don't get you know, I'm not going to get much of that time um, now. And I know it's going to get busier because it's just the start of it. Right. And I own that. I want to be the best father and the best husband I can be, even though I'm, I'm spending a lot of this time, you know, because we beforehand in the pandemic being at home. I was able to being a teacher, you know, I was able to teach my class upstairs and come right downstairs and play with my sons. Right. So now my son understands like, okay, when daddy's upstairs, he's at work. Um, 
But when he comes down, he's focusing on us. And that's that's the key. That's the important part. Uh, family is still always going to be, you know, my North Star. That's that's the important factor. After everything's said and done, my wife and my kids, right? And my and my little puppy blue. Um so yeah, it's always it's 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 a sacrifice. And even from from work, I, I had to sacrifice being an adult education teacher at night, the night school that I where I normally would receive, you know, a lot of students that were immigrants to this country, um, and those who dropped out of high school trying to get their GED or their high school diploma. And it was some of the, the best times. I mean, the most rewarding part of my job sometimes was that seeing those people who seemingly so many have given up on or them themselves have given up on themselves and for them to realize that they have greatness within themselves and that they can go change their life based off education because education is a passport to the future and the future belongs to those who prepare for it today and that's what they're trying to do that's what they are doing and I have to give that up and give up you know um, being the department chair and things of that nature because at the end of the day it's it's for the greater good it's for people it's for service right um that's why i was doing those other things for service so now it's another level of service i think that's the most important thing and i think a biggest biggest and most like i think most humbling thing is seeing people from across the country chip in and support like contribute financially to your campaign to help you like realize the vision that you have, right? The goals that you have for, for this district, for the nation to, to see uh, equal access and opportunities for people, right? Um, for education, for healthcare, for job opportunities, infrastructure, right? Home ownership, the list goes on. So much you want to see happen. Right. And people believe in that and they want to give and help and support. And that's humbling. And don't get me wrong. There's always going to be people in your life that, you know, personally that won't give, won't support, won't send you a message, won't even like anything. Right. And I've learned that, you know, you can't be angry or upset or want to just, you know, give up because of that. You have to focus on those who understand and support and see the vision, right? That there's going to be people that you know, even family, right? Even friends, the list goes on. It could be any of those that may not understand, right? It may not get it. And that's okay, right? That's okay. Um, and, and the goal is hopefully they will, but if they don't, you you continue on, right? You continue on. Um, and I, I think out of all of that, like the toughest thing about this campaign is simply, you know, spending time away from your family. Of course, that's the toughest thing. Um, anything else I, I, I can handle, I think I can handle rejection. I can handle, um, the phone calls. I can handle going out campa- campaigning. I can handle, um, being criticized. I can handle being critiqued. I can handle all those things. Right. 
Um, just the most difficult part is not always being able to spend time with your kids when you want to, right? Um, there's been already times when my wife, there was a family party or something like that, and her family, she has family in San Diego or LA or something like that. And I can't come because I'm here on on phones, right? Or I have an event to go to, right? And that's that's just a reality. That's just a reality. Um, but the highlights of all this, and we're almost done, I promise, not too much longer. The highlights, there's been so many highlights. Um, I think the very first highlight was filming the uh, launch video. Has to be filming the launch video. I had a vision in my mind how I wanted it. Um, and I was able to connect with some amazing uh, political advisors. And I, I told them the vision and kind of gave them my idea, my outline of the script. And my advisor fixed it up, like edited and kept it true to what how I saw it. And a lot of the words I wanted to continue to stay in there. And we spent... You know, from filming that and also the, the, the photos, that was a highlight as well. A couple of days, you know, doing doing the photos and also the video. And it was, you know, a jam-packed day that we did a lot of filming in as well. And it was fun, you know. It was fun because was, I was able to give back to people, things I've done my whole life. Um, and never thought about filming because it's always been about people. And to be able to do that and, and, and kind of tell my story in, 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 you know, a couple minutes and have my wife a part of it. You know, my wife, the plan was for her just to film with me in the morning and that's it. But she ended up was able to, um, ride with me the whole way. And that was, that was so much fun. Um, and the best part was us in the car in between the places we were going and just talking about the day and just saying, wow, I can't believe we're really doing this can't believe we're really filming and this is really going to happen. People are going to see this. Right. So that was, um, that was like the first highlight, um, of this whole campaign. It was so much fun. And, and when we launched on May 3rd and the press enterprise and political picked us up and did, you know, had an article on us. Um, when I say that, I'm talking about the campaign. Um, it was amazing, right? It was humbling. It was inspiring for for me to see and really supplied me with a lot of hope, um, anticipation, right? And I just knew that we were going in the right direction. I still feel that. And I remember that day, um, my phone literally, when I say was blowing up next level. Next level when we launched when the Twitter launched, I think that day we we got maybe like ten thousand followers that first day or something like that, and so many comments and retweets and my phone would not stop. Then my Facebook the same thing when we launched the video, Instagram same thing when we launched the video, and I I had to turn off my um, notifications, turned them off completely. Cause my phone wouldn't stop vibrating all through the day, all through the night. So I had to turn them off. Um, you know, so many of the highlights from our first event, um, 
where I had one of my former students speak, and it was just, it was, let me let you hear it. Mr. Mosley puts people first. Above all, he impacted the lives of so many students because he genuinely cares about them all. He cares and puts in as much effort to all students, students that were eager and ready to learn a class, as much as the students that really didn't want to be there because he knows that everyone, every student deserves an equal opportunity to get a good education. Mr. Mosey is an educator because he understands the empowerment that comes with a degree and how life-changing that opportunity truly can be. He uplifts his students even after graduating. Now I'm a testament to his mentorship even throughout college. Right. Um, he had me in my feels. That was like six, seven minutes worth of him just telling me my, my impact on his life. He had me in ethnic studies. That's Hector right away. And he goes to UCLA and and he started off just saying, I'm still the best teacher you ever had, no matter any professor. And that just, I mean, that hit me, right? Um, because when I became a teacher, I put my all into it, my heart and my soul into it. Um, because I I love my kids, man. Um, they mean the world to me. I just want, I want them to win, you know? Um, I want them to do well. I want to be a part of that success for them in terms of um, helping them find their way, right? And to live their American dream out and help them be critical thinkers and analyze things and also be able to take a step back and recognize the greatness that they have in them. And, you know, for him to say those things, I mean, and my students know, I mean, the little things uh, hit me the, the hardest, like, you know, when they say words or they when they used to write notes or and leave it on my desk or um, just little things, man, used to really, they really affect me, man, um, because it, it lets you know that they see it, right? They see it. Students know. They, they, they see if you care. And. I'm reaping what I'm sowing, you know, when I, when I hear him, him say some of those things, it was like, it was amazing. And that was a big highlight. I mean, that was my first time hearing it, you know, at that event. And I was like, and I had to speak afterwards and, um, I had to gather, you know, myself because I was like, wow. All right. And I'm sitting right in front and he's looking at me telling me, saying this. Um, so that was a big highlight, you know, that was a, a really big highlight. Um, and I mean, the other highlights would be, of course, garnishing, garnishing um, some support and also receiving endorsements from local officials who are, I think, are amazing people and who put people first as well. Um, and for them to throw their name behind me was was amazing, was humbling as well. So, I mean, those are some of the highlights. And I, I'm just extremely thankful to be in this situation and and hopeful that we can not only win, but we can bring true substantial change to Washington, D.C. and to this district. And it, I keep telling people this and I'm going to leave with this before we get into the be inspired moment that if you want to go fast, you go alone. If you want to go far, you go together. 
which let me know, lets me know that it, it takes a a coalition of people. And in, in our case, it would be a rainbow coalition of different people, different ages, different races, so forth and so on, different creeds for us to send a 28 year incumbent home and retire. It's going to take all of us. And I truly believe it can happen and it will happen. And everything seems impossible until you do it, until you're looking back at it, smiling and telling the story about how great it was. And I truly believe it. So thank you guys. Thank you. So let's get into another Be Inspired moment. And I want to use a quote by Nelson Mandela because it's Mandela Day. I'm, I'm recording on Mandela Day. And one of his quotes says this, do not judge me by my success. Judge me by how many times I fell down and got back up. I think on all that we do, that we have to understand life isn't always perfection. Life isn't always success. And if you're living in a growth mindset, you understand that these difficult times or seemingly these losses aren't losses, but learning experiences that you have to be able to take a defeat, overcome hard times and understand that no matter what it may look like, no matter what it may be at that moment, that you have to be willing to get back up, that you can't stop, that if you have a dream if you have a goal, if you have hope that there's an opportunity for you to keep going and keep moving forward, that you will make it through, that all that you're wishing, all that success that you're looking for, it will happen. But understand success isn't a straight line. It's going to take some ups and downs. But understand you're still on the right track, even though you may not get there the way you want to, or in the time you would like. Keep going. Don't give up. Thank you guys for tuning in. It's been amazing to be back on the mic again. Ah, I missed you guys. And some of you may be asking, how can I help? How can I support? The best ways by giving, contributing right now. I'll have links all up in the show notes. Thank you all. I appreciate you guys. Remember this though. There is no bad days, only bad moments. You decide. So decide to have a good day. All right. Have a good one. Yeah. Let's go. Uh, yeah. Yeah. We came a long way. That's what the song say. And I could do all things. I could do all things. Yeah, I could do all things. Yeah, yeah. We came a long way. That's what the song say. And I-